The Holy Gospel according to Matthew, the 14th chapter. Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go on ahead to the other side of the Sea of Galilee while he dismissed the crowds. And after he had dismissed the crowds, he went up the mountain by himself to pray. When evening came, he was there alone. But by this time, the boat, battered by the waves, was far from the land, for the wind was against them. And early in the morning, he came walking toward them on the sea. But when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were terrified, saying, It's a ghost. And they cried out in fear. But immediately Jesus spoke to them and said, Take heart, it is I. Do not be afraid. Peter answered him, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. He said, Come. So, Jesus, so Peter got out of the boat, started walking on the water, and came towards Jesus. But when he noticed the strong wind, he became frightened, and beginning to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me. Jesus immediately reached out his hand and caught him, saying to him, You have little faith. Why did you doubt? And when they got into the boat, the wind ceased, and those in the boat worshipped him, saying, Truly, you are the Son of God. The Gospel of the Lord. I don't know if you have noticed, but just in case you haven't, I'm going to say this gently. There are signs of fall everywhere all around us. The mornings this past week have been refreshingly cool. There's been an occasional chill in the night air. The leaves on the maple tree in our front yard have begun to drop, not a lot, but it's hard not to notice them on the still green lawn and our driveway is covered with acorns. But the surest sign of all, the Minnesota State Fair is less than two weeks away. We go every year, often more than once, and we go to all of the same places, we eat the same food, we sit on the same benches, you too, I assume. Well, having said that, there are some things at the fair that I would consider one, and done. Among them, the haunted house. Years ago, joined at the fair by my sister and her family, when all of the kids were little, they begged to go to the haunted house. I was the only adult willing to go in with the six of them. So as we waited in line to enter, we could hear all of the screams coming from the inside. And just like every group before us, we took one another's hands as we entered, kind of a safety in numbers, primordial instinct. Now I'm telling you, if you haven't been, it is seriously so scary. It's dark. You walk through a maze of these narrow passageways, sort of feeling your way forward, because you can't see, and around every corner, of which there are many, there is something to scare your socks off, which, of course, made all of us hold on to one another with even greater force. Now, I won't lie. I was more than a little relieved when we stepped outside at the end, back into the light, and of course, by then, we were all laughing, and we were still holding hands. 
Imagine my shock. When I turned around to discover the hand that I gripped so tightly, the hand that was holding on to mine with the force of a gorilla, belonged not to one of the children under my care, but rather it belonged to a grown woman who was a complete stranger to me. (laughs) And she was just as surprised as I was. Today, the Gospel reading tells the wonderful story of Jesus and Peter walking on water. You know how it goes, you heard it read just a moment. Walking on water in the Sea of Galilee, Jesus is mistaken for a ghost. To prove his identity, Peter says, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. Jesus tells Peter to come. Peter steps out of the boat. He walks on the water toward Jesus until He looks around and he notices the waves around him. Then he becomes frightened and then he begins to sink and then he cries out to Jesus to save him. Verse 31 reads, Jesus immediately reached out his hand and caught him. Isn't that lovely? That is worth highlighting in your Bible. Caught by Jesus. And then the two of them went back to the boat. Not to be missed. At the center of this story is a simple boat, a first century, handcrafted, creaky, wooden boat, without benefit of any modern conveniences like life jackets or GPS or a motor. Rather, it was powered by sail or oar or both. The boat or the ship is an ancient Christian symbol. Images of seafaring vessels can be found in the catacombs dating all the way back to the first century. It's the church, tossed on the sea of disbelief, making its way to a safe harbor. In part, that symbol is based on the Old Testament story of the ark saving Noah's family and Noah himself during the flood. But also in part, It's based on the many New Testament stories of Jesus and his disciples on the Sea of Galilee. During times of Christian persecution, the ship or the boat was a clever disguise for the church as the mast forms the shape of a cross. The ancient symbol of the boat as church remains popular still today. In fact, The proper name for the space in which you are seated right now is nave, N-A-V-E. It's from the Latin word for ship or boat. The ceiling in many worship centers, ours included, is wooden, symbolizing the keel of a boat. And then there's this Danish custom of hanging a replica of a ship in the sanctuary. You can go visit St. Peter's Evangelical Lutheran Church in Minneapolis if you wanna see one. While we have no ship hanging here, one of our stained glass windows pictures a small wooden boat at sail in the sea. You can find it on the wall right behind me and to the right. It is the second to the last panel and it is entitled simply, The Church. I also have to ask if you paid attention and noticed our two flower arrangements, I don't know how this happened, but the vase looks like a ship to me, so we've got that vessel imagery there. There is so much meaning packed into this image of the ship or the boat as church. Again, looking at the stained glass, the waters appear troubled, dark, and deep. 
They symbolize the world in which we live, itself, troubled, in dark and deep ways. The wooden ship is intentionally small, but mighty. It is battered by waves, but it's not submerged. The mast, as I already mentioned, is in the unmistakable shape of a cross, calling to mind the one who died to save us. And the sails, well, they are more like the wings of a dove, the Holy Spirit empowering the boat onward. Not pictured, but implied, are the occupants of the boat. In the gospel story for today, they'd be the disciples, but the disciples really represent all of us who are followers of Jesus, so they are us. It's important to make this very simple distinction. The occupants of the boat are not passengers, rather they are crew members. I am reminded of a whitewater rafting adventure with my family. Our daughter Kate was maybe seven at the time, and while they assured us that she was old enough to do this and that she'd be safe, when we got into the raft, dressed in our wetsuits and life jackets, I instructed her with the passion of a mother bear. I said, sit down in the bottom of the raft, grab a hold of the ropes, and do not move or get up or let go until we're ready to get out. I was immediately corrected by our guide, who gently explained that sitting in the bottom of the raft, hanging on for dear life, is the single most dangerous position to be in. I still remember what he said. Everybody gets an oar, everybody puts it in the water, and everybody paddles. The same might be said of the church today. We're not passengers on a cruise ship, but rather we are members of a crew doing the very important work of God. And the work that we do requires that we put our oars in the water. And it requires that we get wet, and it requires that we must work together as a team. Again, everyone gets an oar, everyone puts it in the water, and everyone paddles. It's just another way of saying we are needed in this world. We're not here to sit in our pew and hold on for dear life. We are here to do the work of God for the good of all. Being out at sea can be terrifying. In Jesus' day, it took a lot of courage to set sail in a wooden boat. Among the obvious dangers, they also believed the world to be flat, and the possibility then existed in their imagination that they would sail right off the edge. Of course, we know better today, but that doesn't make life on the water any less terrifying. Like Peter, we might step out of the boat, initially confident and eager to do the work of God, only to find ourselves suddenly aware of the deep water and the high waves, overwhelmed by the enormity of the danger and undone by our own smallness. And that's when fear takes over, and then we begin to sink. And that's when Jesus reaches out his hand and catches us. That's when the strong hand of God is with you, taking shape in the form of a family member or a friend or a neighbor. 
I visited a woman after surgery. She lives alone, and I wondered out loud who was going to look after her when she went home. And you want to know what she said? She said that the people who sit in the same section of church would be looking after her. She called them her pew neighborhood. <laughs> Isn't that lovely? This morning at the 8.30 service, we had a family reunion attend. Three generations, 16 people, they took up a couple of pews. This is the same family I told you about a while ago after Roger's wife Donna died. He told me that his grief was so great that he found it difficult to come to church. He said that he would have stayed home but for one thing. He knew that he'd be missed. He knew that his absence in his usual pew would cause people to worry. So you see, you are the hand of God to one another. And let me make sure you understand, you just never know what shape the hand of God might take when he reaches out to you. It might be somebody you know, or perhaps it might be a complete stranger. But either way, you can be assured that there will be a hand for you to hold, because that's how it is with the church. We are, all of us, in and out of the same boat, at times walking on water and at other times sinking fast. Peter's cry is our cry. Lord, save me. And Peter's rescue is ours as well. Caught up by the hand of God, brought back to the boat to begin again. In the name of Jesus, amen.